Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Wild Wild Will. This time we're talking about bad boys for life. Going through all the Will Smith movies and talking about them. Mark, Lily, and Eric here. Mark, Lily, Mark, Lily, and Eric here. <laughs> it's been a while, so uh, it's been a hello. While. It's been a while. Can I tell you something? I lost my enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Like, well, this will be a fun podcast. (laughs) I feel like I've said the last few podcasts where it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Let's watch a Will Smith movie. Just like Tom Cruise, like towards the end, it was just like frantic. I was excited. This one's like, "Mm." and it's why I now realize that people are like, Tom Cruise is the last true movie star because Will Smith movie star. But yeah, as we're going deeper, I'm not like super excited to watch the movie, but I'll say this. Bad Boys for Life was the perfect cure. Th- I needed Ooh, this I like movie. that. I needed I it. I agree with that. It fucking slapped. Uh, to comment on what you're talking about, there's a podcast out there called Blank Check, and they do something similar to what we do, where they basically, they don't go through actors, but they'll go through a director. So it'll be like, we're going to go through all of M. Night's movies, or we're going to go through all of like, Spielberg's movies and stuff like that. So it can be daunting because a lot of these directors have these huge filmographies. But what they do is if they do you know, a Spielberg and it has this massive filmography, the next person they'll do is someone who only has made like four films or five films. So it's a little fresher. I think the problem is we did Tom Cruise, who has a million films, and now we're doing Will Smith, who has a million films. And maybe we needed that buffer where it's like, who's like someone too? And then they died. No, <laughs> next we're doing Meryl Streep. She's got like 500. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a marathon each time just to get to the end of these uh, um, yeah. races. Yeah. All right. So Bad Boys for Life came out just three years ago. 2020 COVID what it cost that's crazy three years ago that's it budget 90 million box office 426.5 million it was like the third highest January opening ever that's incredible Michael Bay and that one what no Michael Bay's in it Michael Bay is in this movie wait he is okay at the wedding he is the master of ceremonies at the wedding, Eric. They give him a 360 shot. He has like lines. Like Michael Bay is out of his mind and in this movie. Wait, that was him? Yes. Is this confirmed? I feel like 100% I know Michael confirmed. Bay. They purposely oh, oh gave him God. a 360 shot as the master of ceremonies because it was Michael Bay. God bless. That's awesome. Now we got so it's so we have Martin Lawrence coming back as Marcus, Will Smith, yeah, back as Mike Lowry, Mike, yeah, and they're in Miami. I like it? how DJ Khaled says Lowry, yeah, right. He's, he's like Lowry. I don't know. It's a real lazy Lowry. Anyways, uh, um, and where are we at? Uh, we got Marcus is becoming. He becomes a grandfather. Right? Are they? Yeah. Still, they're still coppers, right? And it's just more of like they're itch, inching towards retirement, but not Mike, not Will Smith. He still wants to g- get into all the action and everything. Um, and Martin Lawrence does retire, mm-hmm. right? Marcus does does retire, and he's retired and everything. Um, but Mike's like, I'm not about that life. I'm about stopping bad guys, blowing up uh, uh, bodegas and shanty towns. All right, that's that's what I'm about. Well, uh, the big bad guy is um, some Mexican guy that gets out of Mexican prison. Uh, the female? Oh, Mexican lady gets out of Mexican prison. And yeah. she sends her son to Miami to not only assassinate assassinate Mike, but like a bunch of other people that like put Such her in jail, jail. And, and all that stuff. I don't know. Was that part of one of the other movies? I don't even remember. No. Either way. So she's getting her revenge by sending her son out to take down Mike and a bunch of other people. And he's like sniping people. He's sniping people. Very talented. Um, and they know that he's going to end up coming after Mike. Right. 
and he, right at some point. All right, either way, they, he comes from too soon. He's he's sniping people, and at some point, I don't know for some reason, Marcus and Mike uh, decide to do a foot race and <laughs> sprinting, and the Mexican guy that is sniping people pulls up on a crotch rocket and puts bullets into Will Smith. Cap, 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 cap. That was genuinely shocking. In the chest, yeah. like four in yeah. the chest, baby. I was like, oh my God, they kill him. Holy shit. We're 20 minutes in and they kill him. Yeah, 20 and, minutes. And uh, so they, they, they cap him up. And he ends up going to the hospital and he has to recover and everything. And they're, you know, the, the police force um, cipher is got a team together and they're looking for the guy that shot at him. And Mike's like, oh, you're not looking for the guy that shot me without me. And he kind of is in there as a consultant or whatever. Yeah, he's got a little ragtag group of uh, kids from high school musical and a strong white dude. And uh, they're going after him and they're they're like breaking the case and they're blowing up crap. And turns out that that kid is actually (laughs) Mike Lowry's son. Hello. Who he had with the Mexican Bruja. A bruja. Okay, she's a goddamn witch. Okay, that's she's a which is probably the witch. No, all it was the coolest thing. All Mexican ladies are witches. We know this. She's a it was witch. The coolest thing Diablo. Down. Yeah. Um, it was great. He ends up in prison, the, the kid, and the lady dies. Does the lady die? Yeah, where she goes to hell. Yeah. They burn the her because she's a witch. They, they go they to Mexico to find her. And remember, she dies. And you literally looked at the TV and you're like, oh, that's sending that witch to hell because she falls into yeah, the they fire. Burn her. She was good with a knife, though. Oh, too good. Yeah. That's bad boys for life. Dude, that's awesome. Like, I was already at a 90% on this movie, but you describing it just now brought me up to 100. <laughs> okay, can I tell you something <laughs> fucked up? Can we talk about... And I want to see what your thoughts are. Okay. So I looked up how much they got paid for this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. And like, whatever. This stuff isn't accurate, as Dalton Castle is constantly trying to tell me. Um, but he's a millionaire, so fuck him. <laughs> um, so I looked it up what they got paid for it. Will Smith for this movie got paid $17 million. It's like, yeah, that right fucking makes sense. That's a, yeah. Martin Lawrence got six million. Mm. And you know what? I say no. I say no thank you to that because Martin Lawrence is so goddamn funny throughout this whole fucking movie. I don't want to do a bad boys without Martin Lawrence. Like, I don't think that there's an 11 million difference. Personally, I don't care who's more famous or who's bigger. I'm telling you, Martin Lawrence sometimes carries these films because he's so funny. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Martin Lawrence is fucking awesome. He's hilarious. He can be emotional. He's great in this. His comedy is great. Uh, But I also feel like Will Smith probably has a better agent. Or it's just one of those weird situations where it's like Martin Lawrence isn't really active. He's not in stuff, at least not consistently in stuff. That's fine. I'm just saying. Hey, him. Um, so also, I think Will Bad Smith was more. a producer on this. I don't know if the sixteen million was also part of his producing fee, but he, uh, he, his name came up as a producer. I'm just so saying, maybe he get made my even more boy some more money. Yeah, let's get more roles. Martin Lawrence is what's up, but I don't know. I, I feel like I read somewhere he's kind of like semi-retired, where he just kind of comes out. For I'm like, sure the Bad Boy shit, shit is real. Where it's yeah. Martin Lawrence probably really would like to retire from oh, acting. Oh my god! And they're always dragging him back in. Anytime Martin yeah. Lawrence, like Will Smith, not that Will Smith is Tom Cruise or anything and doing like a ton of stunts, but like Will Smith will do the gun work and whatever, and yeah. Will Smith will I don't know do a light jog. Anytime Martin Lawrence was picking up a quarter off the ground, 
there was a body <laughs> double in there. I love it. It was a body double. Yeah, it I was, it. It was it, great. If he wasn't sitting nicely. It was a body double. In, Martin Lawrence is has aged like a normal person. He's just like yeah. an elderly 65-year-old. Yeah. And Will Smith is just yeah. all jacked and crap. You, you know what? Speaking of like elderly, I do appreciate how much this movie is just like, yeah, we're older because like it's been it's been a long time between Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys for Life. And like they had like yeah. a slew of directors attached and writers attached for years and it just took forever to get greenlit. And it didn't finally get greenlit to like 2018. So I like that. They're just like, we're not going to pretend like I feel like Tom Cruise. They try and pretend in all the Mission Impossibles that they're all like a year apart that like Tom Cruise's character is like 40 when he's like 70. I appreciate in this mm. movie that it's just like they're both getting older. Martin Lawrence is a grandpa. Will Smith yeah. is getting his beard dyed. Like I I appreciate that. Like yes, let people fucking age. And they have that great gag where they're in a club and they got to chase the perp and Will Smith like jumps off the balcony and like grabs a hold of this like I don't know, piece of cloth that's hanging from the ceiling and kind of makes like a hero's exit and then Martin Lawrence takes the stairs because he ain't fucking jumping from a fucking balcony in a club. It's you good know, stuff. Good this, humor. This gave me a lot of um, Gemini man feels because I called very early in the movie that that guy was going to be his son. Didn't I? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called it very early in the movie because I was just like, they kept like, I don't know. Like the whole thing is that you're, it's always like, Mike, you got to have a family. You got to do all these things that I don't know. There's just something weird about it. like, it's going to like be his son or something. And that's, so that's I cool. feel like it was very Gemini man. Cause like when they would have their fight scenes together and like the kid mm. would like wear the helmet. And then they had that scene on the roof where like his helmet slipped up and there's like looking at each other in the eye. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, the only person who could take down Mike Lowry is himself is his own flesh and blood can, can i say what what i think really helps this movie out vanessa hudgens i'm not anti Hello. Vanessa hudgens i love what she said about covid where she just she was like remember what she said about covid she was just like guys people are gonna die mm. what are you gonna do about it <laughs> she's, she's not right wrong she wants to trample on the corpses yeah. of the week <laughs> like, let me go to my trader joe's wasn't incorrect all right so this is what i think i like that this movie even in 2020 you don't see movies like this a lot because even oh even in like like wonder woman 1984 right yeah when when she has to for whatever reason fight the united states army mm -hmm. She's like punching them, but then like saving their head as they fall to the ground. I know that's yeah. a PG 13 movie and it's for children and everything. And it's I understand. But this is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie that is living in 1990s action movie rules where you kill somebody, you say a joke, everybody laughs along with you, and people are so dispensable. And it doesn't matter that people are flat out getting murdered like i feel like in a 90s movie you could get away with like a copying like like the good guy like the action guy like um going to like a douchebag's car like you've established that this guy's a douchebag not a bad guy just like kind of a douchebag and you go to his car and he's just like give me your car and the guy's like uh, i'm not giving you my car and then the action hero grabs the guy and throws him off the golden gate bridge <laughs> and he dies <laughs> in the icy water below and everyone would be, be like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> douchebag <laughs> you're dead now you know so i appreciate that this movie lives in 90s action movie rules which is anybody that's not a main character can die and people are pretty cool with it okay i mean they try for a minute because martin lawrence character praise to god a lot of god in this one um if you which is nice nice touch nice, very it? nice touch. if you save if you save mike i'll stop bringing violence into this world <laughs> And a lot of his story arc is about, like, I'm retiring. Like, we've brought a lot of bullshit into this world. We've killed a lot of people, yeah. and he's against it. And instead of letting that be, you know, his new covenant, they put him in an apartment with a really fat white man. And Mike Lowry's like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. 
you go be nonviolent with this guy. You talk it out. You t- you use your heart to talk to his soul or some weird shit. And mm. he gets the shit beat out of him. And he's like, fine, Mike, please kill this guy. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? For a minute, you're like, oh, look at this is like some pretty deep shit where, yeah, cops do bring a lot of violence into this world. And then they're just like, but then again, this guy's a douchebag. So I think it's cool if we kill him. He was high on coke. He needed to be slapped around. Look, I'm going to piggyback off of what Mark's saying and speak to something I've so appreciated about this movie was that this movie, a third in a trilogy that's kind of dated because, you know, the first one's 95 or whatever. Second one's like early 2000s, 2003. They could have easily, easily been like bad boys for life. PG-13. We get rid of the swearing, we get rid of the sex, we get rid of the blood, and just like people will still show up. Big mistake if they did that. And they didn't. This movie starts off with buckets of blood, swearing out the fucking yeehaw, and just went for it. And I'm like, thank fucking God they didn't make this for children. And they just went, no, we're going to make a fucking ridiculous R-rated movie with all the fucking bullshit you expect from an R-rated movie. And I appreciated that. I don't want sanitized bad boys. I want Will Smith is good at swearing. Let him swear. And I like that. Like the movie begins with like dead bodies and washing machines and blood everywhere. I'm like, this is fucking rad. So yeah, I was very excited about the back bodies on cars, bodies on forklifts. Um, oh yeah. Just violent and swearing. But, you know what? It wasn't overdone either. You know what I mean? Sure. I think yeah. truly out of all three bad boys, this might be my favorite one. I Ooh, feel like okay. out the gate, I loved it. Out the gate, it was like Miami is beautiful. It was very fast and furious. You're like immediately getting me to like Martin Lawrence has like a baby, like a grandson born and like that, all that cutesy shit. I feel like this one really did a good job of just like moving the story along the entire time. I liked the tie in with the bad guy, the bad girl that like she wasn't just like a random person. You know what I mean? Like, is it a little hokey that like the main bad guy is his son and that he was like sleeping with a cartel cartel man's wife. Like, yeah, a little weird, but also better than just having some rando super bad guy from out of nowhere, attacking some detectives with the Miami PD. Oslo Fuego or whatever the fuck they said. Oslo Fuego. Um, so <laughs> how much is this movie? Cause there's another bad boys coming out, right? It's not out yet. Yes. It I think it rumors says it's about to start shooting. It did get put on pause after Will Smith couldn't keep his hands to himself. Mm. Um, no, that was I, Mike Lori. That, that was Mike Laurie. That was yeah, Mike yeah. Laurie that did that. That wasn't so, Will. So the, I mean brought it you guys brought it up, the Fast and Furious. How much of this is now they're trying to build that that Fast and Furious crap because they got their new crew. You just keep on mm. adding to the crew. Soon we're gonna have the rock in this. Is he? I don't know. Oh. Seems like something he would do. John he, Cena at some point. Is Bad Boys going to just slowly turn into its own franchise of a uh, group of bad boys? No. Bad cops. Well, I mean, it seems like that's what they're doing with the Vanessa Hudgens and I'm gonna say this. Do we see them again in the fourth? Cause like that's what I'm saying. I can see, see them bringing them back. The I can see them bringing back Vanessa. I can see Hudgens coming back. Okay, but like what Mission about- Impossible tried to do it. Where the fuck are you, Jeremy Renner? Not in Mission Impossible anymore. What about the- yeah? He was in mm. the other ones. Not all of them. Um, what about the strong white? They're gonna bring him back. The guy from Hunger Games? No, he's forgettable. The other guy who was from Riverdale, mean guy. I feel like you could bring him back because. He's got like a career going. Then you got Vanessa Hudgens who like love you, baby V, but also just like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, there's Vanessa Hudgens. You know, here's the thing. Fast and Fierce can learn a couple of things from 
this movie and get more violent. I want an R-rated Fast and Furious because Fast and Furious is the PG-13 like where people explode and they just turn into dust or they get shot in the head and no blood comes out and you're just like, what am I watching? This cartoon horse shit? I don't know why I'm so obsessed that this movie was violent, but I liked it. I mean, are you um, telling me, Eric, that you really enjoyed that the sidecar had a mega <laughs> gun come out of it that they then referred to as God's gun and were just mowing down people with it. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, and the guy got the welt on his head and they were touching it. Martin oh Lawrence my God, that was so funny. <laughs> and, and, okay, but they always give us like hilarious because in the last one, remember, it's like the dead body that like he's like almost yeah. vomiting over. Oh, okay, hold on. Can we talk about the craziest person return? So we had Will Smith return, right? We have Martin Lawrence. We have Joey Pantalone's uh, cipher from the Matrix. Uh, I, I know returned, who you're going right? to say. Oh, go ahead. The boyfriend Reggie. from Bad Boys 2. Reggie, Reggie appears. And it's the same fucking actor. When I say actor, I'm sure he wasn't an actor in the first one. And I'm sure they were just like, what is he doing in 2020? We just got to put him in the movie. What a fucking awesome baller move. Because all these movies are like for nostalgia bait or like, oh, we brought back this person or whatever. I was so st stoked to see Reggie. I'm like, this is insane. This guy's not an actor, but cool. He's here. I feel like I'm assuming he's a not an actor. Scene. I could be wrong. I feel like because that scene was went so viral, like yes. from the second yeah. one where like they're interrogating him, that I feel like you would be remiss to not bring him back because that scene was so viral. I'm looking it up. I want to know if he's something or if he was just in these two movies and that's it. I have to assume now. Um, what I think Eric thought that I what I think Mark thought you were going to bring up Eric. No, no, I, I thought he was going to bring up Reggie. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the captain. Oh, Cypher. Because yeah. he's the only Oh, Cypher. It's, you know, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, the wife, and then the captain are the only returning characters. A little disappointing, by the way. We couldn't get ourselves some Gabrielle Union back. And also, I'm supposed to believe that Marcus was okay with Mike and his sister breaking up. I don't. You know what I mean? Come on, Gabrielle. Get back in here. Um, so when, when Will Smith refers to being in love, is he talking about Gabrielle Union or the no. Bruja? When He's talking about the... The Spanish witch. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Which, like, again, isn't that insulting to Marcus? Like, you dated his sister, but then you're going, I've only been in love once. All right. So what the fuck? No, no, bro code, man. Bro code. I don't like it. Don't so here, date he, the sister. I, I don't, don't like that we <laughs> act like love interests can be interchangeable. I respect that they always bring back Martin Lawrence's wife, but I don't like that in so many of these action films, and I get that it's like long time in between, people have busy schedules, but I don't like that they act like the, like, don't get me queued up on a love interest. And then for the next movie, he's just like, oh, <laughs> just kidding that bitch is out new bitch is in i find it fucking insulting the um i i feel i'm like yeah i know i'm like i'm kind of joking but honestly this would be freaking awesome and i'd be so into it um and they they've kind of opened the they creaked open the door by making the bad lady in this kind of witchy She's a little, mm, yeah. she's out, she's, she's kind of magical. You know what I mean? Like we are, maybe the next one will be a little more magic. You know, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I wouldn't be against A little that. more sleight of hand. But I, I'm no, like no joke would find this entertaining. I want Mike Lowry and Marcus yep. to yep. go back in time. Okay. I'm not even clicking. If they ended up back in time, I know Martin Lawrence did that already with the, uh, what, what was it like calling Black, Black, Black Knight? Knight? I know. Which I saw in theater. I know. Yeah, we all did. I know why. I know they already kind of did it, but can you imagine those two like back in the 1800s? Like, <laughs> being saucy Wait, what <laughs> i want to send those two characters back in time okay i think you're missing what honestly these movies work what not bullshit like that <laughs> <laughs> they have a witch in this one okay and that was probably the worst part of this movie. malo ninos i think the worst part of this movie <laughs> was that she was witchy was it funny 
Yes. Was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. Was it offensive? A hundred percent. She was witchy like Santana's Black Magic Woman. She wasn't witchy like Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I just Right. She was she was witchy like that was her nickname. She wasn't a <laughs> witch. She was just like you call her a witch. She was like doing tarot cards and like they have just like showing her with like <laughs> like the devil's skeleton statue. Like, listen. It was an unnecessary add-in that, like, when she attacks the cop, she's like, like, pretending that she's, like, casting a spell. Like, it's a little much. All right. So are we totally against them going back in time? Do you want them to fight a ghost, too? Well, I was going to say, Lily, I I think back in time is a little crazy, but fighting like a monster in the next one would be kind of cool. So I'm okay with that. If she like summoned like a demon that they have to fight, but they can't go back in time. What if the demon has time powers? Either way. You know what I liked about this movie is like the opposite of any of the things you guys are like. Because I liked that for a little bit of this movie, the person they were fighting was them fucking selves. It was Marcus. Mm fighting with himself about like i've brought so much violence into this world how can i ask god to save someone i love because i've done this to people and like the whole movie are people trying to convince mike that like you shouldn't go out there with like fear in your heart and like trying to like to fill a hole and like just go out and get revenge they kind of drop it because everyone helps him go out there and get revenge. And I mean, I guess I found he found a son, but like, I like that for a good portion of this movie it was about like finding the inside and fighting your own demons. And mm. then they fucking shot the captain. Cypher Ooh. in front of his kid. Yo, I'll say this. I think what I loved about this movie, it was full of surprises. Off the gate. Yeah. They're headed to the hospital. Surprise. Grandpa. Surprise. Yeah. Mike Lowry is fucking shot and in a coma. Surprise. Yeah. Michael Bay is at a wedding. Surprise. Yeah. Mark is fucking retired. Surprise. Mike Lowry is going fucking out of his mind. Surprise. Captain is fucking killed. <laughs> surprise. You're just going through the whole movie and say surprise. <laughs> okay. But it was... All surprises throughout that whole movie. Like, there were a a bunch of times where it was just like, (gasps) like, shocking, shocking. Like, because they trick you. You think you watch Mike get shot a bunch of times and you're like, oh, my God, I know he's not dead. But, like, is he? So then when it happens to the captain, you really don't see it coming. And then your first second, you're like, they can't kill him. But, like, he got shot in the neck. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. he's dead. It's like, what? They trick you. Yeah. Fucked up. At his kid's basketball game. That genuinely, it fucked me up. Which, I don't even think the Fast and the Furious movies do stuff like this, where they'll kill off a character. Like, anytime a character dies in that franchise, they, like, reappear, and it was all, like, no, I didn't really get shot. I, blah, blah, even blah, when blah, the actor happened. dies, they don't kill him. Yeah. Right. right. And yeah. so like Paul yeah, Walker yeah. Paul tried Walker's to exit and they said no. Um Yeah, and so in this I was just surprised where I'm like, man, the captain's been there for the first two and he's in this one. I was very surprised that they lit him up. Got and, rid of and him. They did such a good callback to the first one where his daughter misses a shot and he's like, uh, just <laughs> like just like her old man, because there's that scene where he keeps on <laughs> hitting the rib. Oh, yeah. In the gym. <laughs> Just like her old man. You know what, though? It adds that and Mike Lowry really getting shot to fuck. It adds some much needed stakes. Because I feel like a lot of times, like Fast and Furious, there's not a lot of stakes. I feel like my problem with action movies a lot of times is there's there's no stakes. Because you're just like, they're jumping yeah. off of buildings and they're not getting injured. <laughs> the last one, what? They got shot in the ass? Like, oh, yeah. That was never- good. You're never nervous for your characters. This one, it was like, now you should be fucking nervous for these characters. You don't know who's coming for. 
to piggyback off of something Lily was saying earlier about the surprise thing where she was like, and then this was a surprise, and then this was a surprise, I got to call attention to this script. I think this is a fucking decent script for kind of like a bullshit, you know, action movie, right? Or action comedy movie, because maybe it's a symptom of where we are. I didn't even put the Fast and the Furious thing together, but now in retrospect, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, they're doing this weird, like, it's all tied together. And this person's a secret son of this person. This person used to be married to this person or whatever, whatever. But in the moment while I was watching the movie, it didn't feel as cynical as that. Instead, I felt intrigued because that opening is like this woman gets broken out of prison, stabs a bunch of people, her son comes to rescue her. And Again, in another movie to what Lily was saying, it'd just be like some bullshit like, oh, these are just bad people and somehow they're going to cross paths with our heroes and our heroes have to take it down. No connection. But in this, there was mystery in the beginning where you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, why are we supposed to care about this? And they left it vague, but they were clearly hinting at there was something. And like the fact that they're specifically targeting Will Smith, it does create this cool it just creates an interesting dynamic because you're like, oh, there's even a mystery at the heart of this like action comedy movie. I want to see how this plays out. How are these people connected? Why are they after Mike? And I don't feel like the reason was that bullshitty. Yeah, maybe it's a stretch to be like, at one point I was in a relationship with this woman and we have to kind of explain it away. But they explain it away fast enough where it's like, all right, get on with it. We'll, we'll continue the movie proper. So I'm just going to put kudos to that. And then on top of it, our boy Will Smith gets a character arc, this idea where he is the violent one all the time. And uh, Martin Lawrence is always like, you can't do this. And then at the end, recognizing that this dude might be my son, I'm not going to fight back. And you know what? His love for his son wins out because his son doesn't fight him. And they end up killing the mother together, which is, you know, nice. how hey, the these mom, movies end. It's a really nice, happy ending. Son. That's true. She mom started. shot son. She started and they had to send her to hell like it was a fucking drag me to hell Sam Raimi movie. The <laughs> pits of hell opened up and that demon was arms came off the ground. Why? Oh. On the railroad tracks. Yeah, on the railroad tracks. <laughs> that was why. Uh, and you know, their script does a good job too. Sometimes we're like, they'll call it out because there's like a lot of helicopters. And at one point, Marcus is like, where are they getting all these helicopters <laughs> from? And I feel like that's also the mark of like a decent script where like it knows when it's like ridiculous and can kind of call itself yeah. out a little bit to let you know that they're not they're not taking themselves too seriously. It reminded me of um it reminded me uh, we we just recently for my third time for Lily's second time mm. watched a uh, TG Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick. No one calls it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just watching yeah. that, and that's like a PG-13 movie, and you're watching it, and it's got like, it's got everything you want to repeat the first one. It's got like the shirtless beach, you know, in the first one, it's beach volleyball, and this one, it's beach football. football. And it's got the exact same intro and it's giving you like a little bit of the same stuff, a lot of winking at the camera, mm -hmm. some new crap in there too. And you're just like, dang, I can just like Top Gun Maverick. I just watch over and over and over again. Like it, when I was a kid, it was movies like The Sandlot where it's like, oh. pop, pop it on. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Who cares? Let's watch again. Like Top Gun Maverick for me as a 35 year old, I could be like, Watch, put it on. Mm -hmm. Let's watch some Top Gun Maverick. And that's how I felt about this Bad Boys movie. It gave you enough of like the, the winking at the camera, enough of the throwback to the uh, first two Bad Boys movies, and just a lot of just like great stuff that you want. Like, let's have some freaking fun and pop this bad boy in again. It is impressive because I feel like sequels are very hard, especially when you start yeah. getting to like multiple sequels. Because like, Things always change hands. There's always like a new director who's like doing a shittier version of something. And just like we've just all seen it. We've seen the like recycled garbage where you've got like bottom tier writers on it. But like Top Gun Maverick, I think is better than Top Gun because I think they do a better like I know Goose, whatever. I still think somehow they managed to do, give it more heart than the first one and a better storyline than the first one. 
And then like the technology also catches up. So like Top Gun at the time, you're like, this looks awesome. Top Gun Maverick. Oh my God. Like the fight scenes in the air are just so insanely dope. And like the shots they can get are just so gorgeous. So it's like, that's like a real nice harmony that like the script and the acting improved along with the camera work. And then you've got bad boys for life. And I feel like they kind of do the same where the bad boys franchise, they're hilarious. We've got that down pat. They're super funny. I think all of them always done like a pretty good job of like funny and then like, you know, action packed. I think this one has the best balance so far of action, comedy and heart. I feel like this one really tried to cultivate a story as where I feel like the last bad boys sometimes with Michael Bay I feel like he's writing his action pieces first and then was just like I'll make a story around wanting this insane car chase as where this one definitely felt more like story first put the other shit in there which is impressive because this was with the duo director their first Hollywood movie First Hollywood movie, and guess what their second Hollywood movie is? Batgirl that just got canned. No! Warner Brothers. And will never be released and never seen by anyone. It's because Brendan which Frazier is crazy because it's was like, too fat in it. In the whale. It's just <laughs> it was crazy because it's just like, this movie made 400 plus million. Yeah. Uh, they revitalized the franchise. You know, yeah. critics seem to pretty be into this. It sounds like a fourth one's on its way. So that they go they're on to their directing next movie. again. I, I heard it's because Brendan Fraser ate the dailies. Oh, Mark. <laughs> we love Brendan was- Fraser here. I, we will not speak ill of him. This is another positive of Bad Boys for Life. We're in the day Spooky of. Spooky ending? Oh, sorry. Which ending? Um, <laughs> they go back in time. Um, no, what I like. Fight the monster. What I, what I, we just like isolate that giggle. What I like about um, Bad Boys for Life is that we're in the day and age of we're in the seventh phase of Marvel movies where you have to go into a movie and you're like, oh, uh, Glar Glar, the planet destroyer. He he smuggled a jarger rock on his pinky finger, and that's why Iron Man any <laughs> Iron Man seven <laughs> can't go to planet Mert Mert, okay. <laughs> and the Gleam Globs living in my someone recording in the. I'm just saying, you go into those movies, you got to have a whole lexicon of nerd knowledge. Yeah. This movie, you don't have to have watched the other bad boys. Yeah, it's very episodic. There's some stuff that, yeah, you're missing a little bit. Oh, Reggie. Oh, Reggie. But that's about it. And you could just watch it. And I don't know. I don't have to know how many Jar Jar stones, you know, Spider-Man shoved up his asshole. You know, what reminded me of we recently watched The Last of Us on HBO. Amazing. Mm. Pedro is my daddy. A hundred percent. But you know, your brother and his girlfriend, they played Last of Us, the video game. So, like, you could watch it, never having played the video game, and you loved it. But if you did play the video game, there were enough moments for you and characters for you and, like, Easter eggs for you where it, like, enriched enriched the story for you. So, like, Bad Warriors for Life, you could go watch it without having seen the other two, and it would be a good movie. But if you'd seen the other two, Reggie would be even funnier to you. The captain's death would be even more dramatic to you. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's the way to go. Make a story that can sit on its own. But if you're, if you know the other parts, it's enhanced. Because I feel like people are tired, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like even Marvel fans are tired of Marvel. Um, Sorry, James Gunn no one gives a fuck about the DC universe because we're all just fucking tired. Just give us like a standalone Robert Pattinson, the Batman, like just give mm-hmm. us movies that we don't have to like, like you said, read a lexicon before we watch it. Absolutely. Another bonus point for this movie is the spooky ending, AKA a lot of movies, especially action movies 
third acts can get kind of lame where it's like we're fighting in a warehouse we're fighting in this steel office building and it's just kind of like noise and ridiculousness they committed to the witch stuff and it's just like for some reason the bad guy layer is this like satanic palace or whatever very gothic i know it was raining outside right it's just it was shot very gothic this stained glass windows the fire pit from hell forms below them and the helicopter explodes and they kind of went a little stylized in the third act and it's like yes let's just do this because we've seen the other endings a hundred billion times we're just senseless noise and metal and gunfire at least with this i'm like this is kind of crazy and spooky and weird so i was all about it big thumbs up for that and also they didn't forget to have again the emotion in that scene it's like yeah there's like noisy action happening whatever whatever but then they're like oh we have to resolve marcus and mike's emotional drama we have to resolve mike and his son and their thing and then the bruja and make sure she goes to hell i don't know it was very very i got emotional i think i cried a little bit are you serious um, Nobody likes to see a cry. witch go to hell, you know? <laughs> um, I was nervous at the end because, like, so witch goes to hell and then they just kind of, like, are in normal life for a minute. And I was like, did this movie just end? What about his mm. son? Like, Ooh, but he they killed the a lot of people. And then they're like, yeah. don't worry, you stupid fucking gringo. We got you. And that it, they almost had like an after credits, but not quite after credits scene where he goes to see his son in jail and is like, hey, if uh, if I had a plan, a little mission that could knock some time off your sentence, would you be interested? Cut to credits. So it's like, will they pick up that baton in number four or will they pull yeah well they pull that ultimate hollywood stunt and pretend it never occurred no all right here's here's how they should have ended it is they're at marcus's house the kids are around oh no grandpa stuff um mike lowry's there and he comes in and what's the kid's name what's the son's name Uh, the little baby no, like no, no, no. The kid that's in jail. Oh, He's I right. don't know. Mexican uh, guy. Oh, the bad guy. Yeah, the bad Diablo. Guy. Diablo, right? <laughs> so they're having a cookout, and um, Mike Lowry's just like, "Where's the potato salad? Where's the potato salad?" Uh-oh. And Marks is like, "Man, sit your ass down!" And Mike Lowry's like, "I'm not eating without my potato salad." And then Amen. in comes Diablo, the his son. Out of prison, big bowl of potato salad. Oh, and he's like, "Hey, I got you, Dad." And winks. And then Marcus is like looking back and forth. He's just like, "Oh, what the fuck is going <laughs> on here?" And Mike Lowry goes to Marcus. Sometimes people get off because of a technicality. Big wink to to Marcus. He got rid. Oh. He, he fed all the evidence to Brennan Fraser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 right now it's the potato salad the device that gets them to go back in time or is the potato salad it, like... oh my god that'd be great or it's the evidence they're you eating it sometimes you got to get rid of some evidence and there's just like paper in the potato salad part of me <laughs> fucks with that ending like that's not bad <laughs> I also know part of me would have been really pissed off with that. And then Mark just like, it just like, oh, fuck no. Then credits roll down. But also, Wild West. Yeah, that's good. I feel like your ending is more plausible because this entire back half of this movie, half the way through, Mike Lowry is investigating his own, like, crime like he is the victim of a crime and he is actively investigating it and actively killing people involved in it there's no way that would hold up in the court of law right you can't i don't know your own shit i'm a softie so when i i'm a softie so when i see that i go like oh they're making up 
up and he's going to be a good guy now. Oh, that's awesome. So like the movie tricks me into just going the way it's going. Um, Yeah. I, mean, I, want... I think I'm into the potato salad bit. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, the sequel's got to be called Son of Bad Boys, right? Like that. Son no. of a bad boy. Oh no! The, <laughs> Son sequel, of a bad boy. the fourth one's got called "Got to Be Called." Oh, this is stupid. Badder boys. Bad boys to men. Whoa! Okay. They're gonna turn his son into a man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna work with the son because obviously, obviously. He's not staying good if he's in it. I don't know. I could. I would love to see him be good. He did. He did. Um, you know, he did. Um, did he step in front of that bullet? I don't remember. I think no. he just took a bullet. Never he mind. took a bullet, and then, um, oh, he saved the other uh, Spanish lady from Ammo. Ammo. Yeah, yeah, she. The other witch. The lady. Yeah, the witch. He falls into the fire. Marcus yep. also falls. And Mike grabs Marcus, but so does his son. Yes, that was good. I like that. The the son helps out, man. That's I, a true that's a true son. I don't understand how they get out of that building, considering they're on like the third floor and the bottom half of that building was hell, but yeah, hell opened up the gate of hell. So I don't want to keep going back to this witch thing, but I want to come back to this witch thing. Um, <laughs> maybe it's because we're Spanish. So growing up, there was a witch ride in Spain when we'd go there for vacation. Bruja, and I think it was just man. called the Bruja ride, yeah. right? Because Bruja is witch in Spanish. And it was a fucking insane ride where you're like on a little like train track that goes around in a circle, kind of in a roller coaster, but it just goes around in a circle. And people dressed as witches would hit you in the fucking head with a broom and like you would just have to like duck and avoid them and you go through like dark tunnels and they fucking hit you with brooms it was absolutely insane and i loved it and so i think when i see witches um it just it definitely horny i mean this woman was hot it was cool um it definitely itches a scratch and i have like a hundred ideas for witch movies so i think it was just a good combination of like i'm vibing on witches i see this and there's a witch i'm like good on you movie and it itches a scratch (laughs) (laughs) i still think it was like very very problematic that they made her into a witch like she could have just been like a baller bitch i don't know that we had to bring well, why can't she be a witch well Lily, i don't know listen it just to feels this like a weird commentary on like mexican women but, but like, okay so uh, we're not mexican and go oh he's a warlock like the head of the cartel she can't be a witch first and a mexican second Harry Potter Uh-oh. was a fucking Mexican. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that, you know, uh, isolate that. <laughs> that's complicated because it's Harry Potter more of a witch or more British. I don't know. It's a fucking toss up. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, I'll give. I'll, I want to say this, and Lily, tell me what's your thoughts on this. They establish um, Selena Gomez. No, what's that woman's name? Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa and Hudgens. Um, yikes! That was the most and, racist thing said. <laughs> Well, look, I like Selena Gomez, too. I like them all. All right. Uh, <laughs> all the witches uh, out there. <laughs> all the witches. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so... <laughs> he set up Vanessa Hudgens and then the other lady, right? Uh, Mike's, like, side piece or whatever that they have a fling. So you go, okay, the bad lady is this witch... So clearly there can be like a three fight or whatever, like two of the cops versus her, like two of the female cops versus a female and all that shit. But you see that so much in like X-Men movies and just horseshit movies where it's like, well, we got to establish like a good woman character because they have to fight the bad woman character. And there is something I appreciate about being like, no, she, the witch in this movie, she's such a badass. 
that she can fuck with anyone and she doesn't have to have the one-on-one combat scene with Vanessa Hudgens. Instead, she's fucking slicing and dicing Martin Lawrence up and like kicking ass and taking names. And I'm I appreciate that. I think Martin Lawrence threw a punch at her too and connected. But there was <laughs> well, a part Martin of me that just body double. But there was a part of me that I appreciate they didn't do the pandering thing of like, well, she can't fight a guy, so she yeah. has to fight. And so I'm like, no, she's insane and awesome. So good on her i would say the more racist i don't know what do you the 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 mexicans is the fact that uh she's not that she's a witch just she's really good at knife work oh that's the that's more, that's just a, cool but no but that's like a more hispanic thing like essay's gonna cut you up with a knife even truly the most problematic part is that like she's mexican so she has to be involved with the cartel all right i would say this i'm just gonna go this, this way on this <laughs> This movie is 0% in any way problematic because it, because it is an entire movie that's just all minorities in it. And, and not they a killed bunch, the one, they and, yeah. one of two white guys. They're, they're killing honkies. Not okay, and that's about it. So this movie is more inclusive. Witch, okay? Well, King Richard is up next. We'll see if there's is any... Really? We'll see if there's any Mexican people out of their witches. How fucking... No, I heard there's a Frankenstein in uh, King Richard. There's a Frankenstein. <laughs> Do they go back in time in this? Is King, is King Arthur really next? King Richard is. <laughs> King Arthur would be badass. <laughs> I would want... King Arthur the Black Knight. That'd be fucking great. Um, that is wild because I feel like this movie phenomenal third, fourth biggest January ever. It was one of the biggest movies in 2020 because it is one of the only movies that got released before all the theaters shut down, which if you're the director, if you're the producers, if you're the studio, how much were you just like? Oh, dodged a bullet there. Like you're you're the director's first Hollywood movie. Could you imagine if it got released as COVID was hitting? Mm. That would have fucking sucked. So it's like mm. box office high. King Richard ends up getting an Oscar for it. Could you imagine if that dumb fuck just kept his hands to himself? How, what high would he be on right now? I don't know, emancipation. I bet you people would watch Emancipation in a different perspective if they were happy with Will Smith when they watched it. Well, we got King Richard. We're going to talk some slap, right? What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber? All right. Uh, what's the next movie? King, King Richard. Richard. <laughs> I think Haley Bieber needs to chill. Don't and say I think Selena allegedly. Gomez is a queen. Yeah. Yo, Selena. Also, I think people on the internet need to calm the fuck down. Like, just talk yeah. shit on your couch. You don't have to like type it out on anyone's Instagram. And then Harry Styles spit on. I wish. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, also, this girl's going to Taylor Swift. So if you're a podcast listener, be jealous of me. All oh, right, everybody. Really? Congrats. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bye.